In this episode, we are discussing episode 13 of season 5 of Lost Girl, Family Portrait. And be prepared, there is some ranting ahead. Welcome to Drinks at the Doll, episode 119. You're listening to Drinks at the Doll, a podcast way station for Lost Girl fans. I'm your host, Stephanie. And I'm Annie. And I'm Chris. And in this episode, we are discussing family portraits. I did come up with a drink special for this episode. It wasn't perfect, but I think it works. It's a a cocktail called Blood and Sand. And Mm. it sounded appropriate to me because this is a lot to do with family, biological family, our blood family, and sand is an irritant. (laughs) (laughs) What? Blood and sand is a subtitle of Spartacus, a uh, season of Spartacus. So that's what I think of when I hear that. The drink is actually named for a film from the 1940s about bullfighting. So there's also a lot of violence that's wrapped up in the name of this drink. So I don't know. I think it works for this episode. And it involves scotch, cherry brandy, sweet vermouth, and orange juice. Looks like in about equal parts. And you garnish it with an orange slice. I've had one before. They're quite delightful. Despite the name. Despite the name, they're quite (laughs) delightful. Despite the name. About all of violence. But speaking of things that were not quite delightful, let's talk about this episode. (laughs) (laughs) But how do you really feel, Stephanie? It was upsetting and depressing. Depressing. Especially after last week, which was depressing enough, I think. This was even more depressing. <sighs> no, you were not as depressed as I was. You were like, oh, no, I'm glad they broke up. I'm glad they broke up. I'm, uh, I did not say that. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, yeah. <laughs> we're not glad they broke up, but we understand why they broke up. Yes. <sighs> I think is maybe more what it is. Yes. And are confident that they're going to get back together. We're glad they talked about what their they issues. About it finally That it finally got brought up. That's what we're glad about. Not that they broke up. Mm. Yes, exactly. Okay. But I think we're going to start with a voicemail from Little Bad Wolf. I've been trying to gather my thoughts about Lost Girl 513, but I'm struggling. The acting was once again top-notch. Inga Cadranel as Aoife was incredible, and if Kinsey thought the Garuda, the Lick, and Baba Yaga was the worst dinner party ever, I think Boat would vote for dinner with Mom and Pops. The dinner, what you would imagine, awkward, angsty, and confusing, but the storyline also feels rushed. I realize there are only three episodes left this season, but the pacing and narrative choices in earlier episodes meant that this family interaction was crammed into a single episode. I'm sure the fallout will continue through the remaining episodes, but I was disappointed that we only got one scene between Hades and Trick. Earlier in the episode, Trick tells Bo how strong he and Aoife are as part of her bloodline, but are seemingly dispatched with great ease. We really seem to have no idea what Jack's abilities are, and the writers seem to be using this to make anything possible. I'm not sure if it's because I have lost girl PTSD or what, but I feel like I should have walked away from that episode feeling more than I did. I've watched it several times, and all the dramatic elements are there for the big reveal of the family portrait, but it didn't feel as painful as the breakup and Jack tricking Tamsin the previous week. Maybe all the big reveals and drama are having a numbing effect on me. Speaking of numb, the interactions between Bo and Lauren felt really off to me. They recently, whatever that means, a few days, a week, it's hard to tell the passage of time on this show, broke up, and yet their interactions are flat. I'm not looking for them to chat about it, because that's not the focus of this episode, but when they're around each other, there should be lots of emotions, and there wasn't. About Tamsin, I still have hope that the baby is not Jack's. Tamsin said she'd been hungry since dispatching Freya, which was before Jack raped her. Unless Valkyrie's or Jack's spawn grows super fast, the timing isn't right for that size fetus. 
Then again, it's Lost Girl, and they just wave jazz hands to say something makes sense. I mean, wouldn't Lauren do a blood test instead of an ultrasound if she thought Tamsin was pregnant? I know, the visual and the sound of the heartbeat are more dramatic, and who cares about realism? Going forward, here's hoping the next time the gang goes up against Jack Daddy, they have a better plan than Tamsin, Dyson, and Bo sauntering into the penthouse with one knife and a whole lot of anger. Yeah, we're going to address, I think, a lot of what Little Bad Wolf is talking about. And, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean for that sound to escape my mouth, but I just... Sure. Uh, yeah, you did. Uh, yeah, you did. I read the notes. They they sound... I mean, that sound is a summary of your notes that you wrote. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's fair. So let's start off by talking about Aoife. And first of all, can I say, I, I, I don't particularly have a problem with Aoife escaping from the mental hospital, but I gotta ask, why in the hell they sent in that thoroughly incompetent guy to give her her meds? They always do. And he's clearly new. Yes. Yeah. Why would why would you send the new guy into somebody that dangerous it's, and, and unsupervised? That's mm-hmm. just, it doesn't make sense. No. And because he, he broke all of the rules seconds after being told what the rules were he was giving her her pills with his hand no 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 you put them on a tray dude and you shove the tray toward her you talk to her you be- I mean, like he he broke all of the rules yeah it's true so for mm-hmm. my money i think that ifa totally deserved to escape because that guy was an idiot yep Stephanie's just like that guy deserved to die <laughs> deserved it he didn't follow the rules <laughs> To hell with him. Well, this is my... You, you know me, Chris. Are you surprised that I, I do have know this opinion? You, no, not remotely. <laughs> People who don't notice or acknowledge the no cell phone signs in the area of the library? Special place in hell. <laughs> yes, I know, because I work in a library, and yes, they do deserve a special place in hell, because I'm the one that has to talk to them and tell Thank them you. to shut up. Thank you, yes. Annie. But it was great seeing Aoife again. I really did enjoy, like, when I realized, like, ooh, we're going to get Aoife this week, I got really mm-hmm. excited. Although, is anyone else creeped out still by the way Aoife sucks chi compared to Bo? Like, Ingo Cadranel does the crazy eyes sucking mm-hmm. chi so well, it freaks me out. I mean, I mean that as a compliment. That's why they hired her, probably. I know. <laughs> Let's see your chi, chi sucking method. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah. How wide can your eyes go? Oh, yeah, that's good. Her eyes go really wide. I'm, yeah, I mean, they do. You can see her entire eyeball, it feels like. I know, but then it makes the special effects even more creepy. Mm-hmm. Again, that's part of the the reason they hired her, most likely. But we finally got to see Aoife. The last time we saw her was back in In Memoriam, back in the beginning of season four. Which feels and, like forever ago. Yes. and at the be- And at the beginning of 402, we saw Trick cleaning blood off of this photograph of Bo, and he tells... Dyson that, you know, I shed Aoife's blood, and we don't get a follow-up on that until, like, over a season later. (laughs) I know. What? (gasps) And it's the split season, so (sighs) it's even longer than it should have been. I know. And what did y'all think about the... I don't know if it's retcon. I don't know what it was, but the attempted explanation for having Bo not know that her mother was still alive. A flimsy one, as always. A bad one. Yeah, you mean the whole thing about, oh, we didn't know how to tell you, and then it just got awkward. Trying to protect <laughs> you. That one. The usual, yeah. And no, dude, not not working, Dyson. <laughs> I can see that, of course, Trick would lie. I mean, of course, it's Trick. He lies. It's what he does. But Kenzie, Dyson, I can't believe that Kenzie wouldn't have told Bo. If nothing else, Kenzie's terrible at keeping secrets most of the time. <laughs> yeah. 
And like Dyson is, has pledged fealty in the meantime. There's, I mean, there's all this. Mm, yeah, yeah, I, I don't that's know. right. I don't well, know. I forget because when they get their memories back, they still remember everything, right? They yes. just forgot Bo. Yeah, I forgot about that. So I was like, Kenzie knew? Oh, wait. Yeah, she took the case. And, but yeah, that's, um, some sloppy cover up to, uh, inconsistencies. I don't understand why they didn't acknowledge she knew that Aoife was alive, but not that Trick knew where she was. That would have worked okay for me. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I think they just really wanted that tearful scene where Trick tells Bo that when you were on the Wanderer's train, Aoife was here and she was sane, and then she went insane again. I think they just really wanted to do that scene. You're right. I think they did want to sort of emphasize this whole thing of Bo being lied to and all the cover-ups and and Mm -hmm. not knowing everything and who to trust. There was a whole big thing about who to trust this episode. So. Yeah. You're probably trying to emphasize that, but I'm not sure it was such a successful decision to me. You'd be trying a little too hard. And I was for the also reminded of, of season one when we heard Dyson say to Bo, "Oh, it wasn't our call to tell you about it. Like, why not? Why was that not your call, Dyson? Presumably because Trick told him, which is the exact same reason he lied to her about Aoife back in season one. It just feels like, shouldn't these characters have evolved since season one? Yeah. That didn't work out so well. Especially since in season one, the whole thing was that Dyson was loyal to Trick. I mean, that was the whole thing, right? He'd right. been following Trick. He was, you know, you can use that excuse then, but now it kind of yeah, that's a good doesn't point. hold the weight that it once did. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's so, all flat. Yes. I was also disappointed that even though we got Aoife back, to me, it felt like we didn't really hear anything particularly new from her. It felt like she just gave us a recap of information that we already had. Did y'all have that impression, too? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I kept waiting for some sort of new aspect or new insight, and it just kind of... I I guess we got a more definitive answer by the end of the episode, but Mm -hmm. on, on, on stuff that we'd all speculated about, but... I don't know. Well, I was rewatching that scene between that first scene between Bo and Jack and Aoife, and it's like here's another version of what happened. But yeah, as you say, it's kind of confirming everything. It's just they're all telling it from a different perspective and going, "Oh no, it's Trick's fault this time." You know, Chris, you and I were talking earlier and saying how well who who's telling the truth this time? They're just blaming Trick, but who's a reliable narrator? You'd brought that up. Chris, because it's like, Aoife's crazy, Trick never tells the truth, and Jack, we're not exactly, you know, we're pretty suspicious of him, so it's like nobody's- yeah, it's still not really clear what his ultimate motivations are. Yeah. We just know that he's quite a manipulator, which has been pretty obvious this whole time, but mm-hmm. yeah, we don't know what his, his end game is. Because first we had that dinner scene between, the awkward dinner scene between the three of them, Jack, Aoife, and Bo, and- Eva essentially tells Bo, no, you know, what Jack told you is true. I loved him. He rescued me. You were born of love and he was protecting you from me. That's why you saw that cage in Tartarus. But then, you know, Bo leaves and she's crying and she goes to her car and Eva gets in the car and I think, oh, good. There's more to this story. But there wasn't. It, we, they go back to Bo's house and Eva pretty much concern, confirms, like, no, I was telling the truth there. But then... I was hoping that since they pulled that, I thought that was a great little switch when they've had Aoife suddenly jump in the car with Bo and be like, you're off your game tonight. What are you, what are you doing? But then they didn't actually go back 
on what Aoife had already said. Huh? <laughs> Annie's still confused. I, was, I, I had to watch it, I don't know, three or four times this week just to try and figure out what exactly the story is, just because it was so excessively complicated. Yeah. What is the true story? It's like, Bo says, I don't know what to believe. I'm confused. And I'm like, yeah, but join the club, Bo. I, I don't know what to believe either. But I did think the dinner scene, by the way, uh, Inga Kadranel looked great. And I think she mentioned how much she loved that dress. And I did love seeing Jack with the fork and the, uh, the oven mitt. That was cute. Yeah, Jack managed to get really tan in Tartarus, and Aoife managed to get really tan in a mental institution. <laughs> exactly. They look fabulous. They look really good. They've got great tans. It's all that time in, in Tartarus with the flames, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, okay. That the makes hellfire. sense. The hellfire provides a nice tan, a lasting tan. Yep, it's true. But did you understand what I was saying, Annie, in that when we got Aoife jumping in the car with Bo, I thought there was going to be, she would go back on what she had told Bo back in the apartment. Like, oh, no, I was totally lying then. I hate your father. He kidnapped me. He has this delusional perspective on what happened. Here's what really happened. But they didn't do that. Yeah. But they also kind of went back and forth with Aoife's personality during that whole sequence, too. So I'm still not quite sure what really happened, just because I'm not sure that Aoife knows the truth anymore. Hmm. That's fair. She had that moment where she snapped and she tried to kill Bo again. Yeah. Right. And there was the whole thing about having a plan with Bo, but it turns out that wasn't Bo. And so then I'm kind of like, well, why did Jack start that whole thing then? Like, what's Jack's plan here? I had that question too. What What was his goal there? It seems so excessively complicated, whatever Hades' plan is. Hmm. So who was telling the truth? I mean, when Bo says at the end, oh, I've made a terrible mistake, I have to go back to Trick. So really, it was Trick who put Aoife in the dark dungeons, but then Hades took her. And, you know, I still don't get the whole history of what happened with Aoife. You and I were talking about this, Chris, about what is the whole truth about Aoife's storyline? And there seems to be all these moving parts to it. And we still don't know what the heck's going on. Or I don't. I'm pretty sure Trick gave Aoife over to the Dark Fae because Aoife had broken the laws okay so according to the laws she was supposed to be handed over to them to be punished by death right she was supposed to die and i think they told trick that she died or something but they actually imprisoned her like the the dark king wanted to keep her and so he kept her in his dungeon and made her crazy and then jack took her from there but then that's when things get fuzzy confusing because the only people that we know the only people who know what happened there that we've met so far are Jack and Aoife. And who knows what that they say is is true. Because I could see from Jack's perspective, maybe he thinks what he's telling Bo is the truth. But in reality, Aoife was playing along because she had just gotten used to doing that in order to survive. So maybe... She was pretending to love him, but didn't actually, and he was just another captor to her. And it could be like Stockholm Syndrome or something, too, where he was her captor, but he was a nicer captor than the Dark King, so who knows, is what I'm saying. I'm confused. I mean, it's very confusing, and yeah, it's just, the problem is with bringing this back in the fifth season, all this information that we've had from previous seasons, and then what they're telling us, we don't know who's telling us things that are true, and I just, yeah. It makes the story overly complex when it doesn't necessarily need to be. 
I mean, from what we've seen, I'm inclined to believe Trick's version, where Trick is yeah, saying me too. that the only reason Jack took Aoife was so that he could create Bo. Yeah. I believe that. Yeah, I do too. But I don't I do know too. if on Aoife's part that she really did love Jack, some part of her did, whether it's Stockholm or not, and that was the one thing she got out of it that was good was Bo, that she really loves Bo. You know what I mean? Who she then tried to kill several times. Yeah. But we see... We see in the recordings that they get from the mental hospital that Eva, who supposedly was doing better, when she would see Trick, they were calm. It was a pleasant meeting. It he she didn't try to attack him or anything like that, which indicates that perhaps in her saner moments she did not bear ill will toward Trick. Yeah. But we see her in this episode, she and Jack both pointing the finger at Trick, saying, Oh no, he's the bad guy. He's mm. the one you should hate. So yeah, we still don't have a firm answer on what really happened. I just feel like we got a big repeat of stuff we already had heard before from various characters. Yeah, I mean, there wasn't enough resolution for being so close to the end of the series. Hmm. Unless they do something in the next, what, three episodes? <sighs> Too much stuff to do. I know. <sighs> Absolutely. And I just feel like it was it was such a letdown for me, and I said this in our short episode, that we finally get Eva back after this big confrontation between her and Trick. We get her back after over a season later. She appear apparently, maybe she'll be back, but she's apparently in one episode, and that's all we get? Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to be hopeful that we'll get flashbacks, or I, I kind of don't want her to not be dead at this point in the series. I feel like they need to, if they kill people, if they show people dying, they should die, probably. Unless it's Bo. Bo can come back to life. <laughs> but, but- or Lauren. <laughs> but especially these like secondary characters i feel like if they're going to show them be dead they should really be dead they're they're really dead i read michael grassi's interview and he confirmed that they're dead so i'm like ugh. but it's a bummer to me that it played out all in one episode we don't get to see really very little interaction between Aoife and trick and i've been waiting and waiting for that like it just feels like it was a complete waste of a storyline that they've been dribbling out over now five seasons i was very disappointed i wanted to see more of a yeah more of a conflict between her and trick but also between her and hades you know initially yeah yeah i thought it was going to be more of a conflict-based thing because he imprisoned her or whatever instead of just oh you what both suspects are you under his spell instead she's just really instead the conclusion is that Aoife really is just crazy well, here's where I landed on the whole Aoife thing. Here's what I think this episode suggested. From what we hear from Le- from Aoife, she did really love Jack, according to her. Again, unreliable narrator. But she did really love Jack. But when Bo was born, she realized that he was just after Bo, essentially. He was creating Bo to be his queen. And that was the heart of the conflict that she had with Jack now, was that he wanted Bo for his queen and that's just gross and weird. But I still think that in the end, she really just was driven crazy. And then Hades kills Aoife and Trick. And I'm like, what is the end game with that? And it's terrible. And it's off screen, off screen, off screen. A- a- that whole conflict, I would have, because Bo opens a curtain and you see that horrible portrait. And I'm like, I would have loved to have seen what led up to that. How did Jack get them out of the institution and some fight or something between him and Trick and Aoife? You know, that would have been really cool to see. And then, you know, they're in the middle of the fight and then cut and then, you know, Tabo opening the curtain or something more like fight or conflict based, like literally. That would have been neat. 
Do we think that Hades is trying to drive Bo into darkness? I think it would certainly work now that we'd see Blue-Eyed Bo, and she's all catatonic at the end, so that's not good. I think that's a good point, because when we've seen in the past when Bo becomes the most desperate over losing people she loves, she taps into that darker side of her, which seems to come from her father. And isn't that the Dark Queen that yeah. she's referred to, you know, and previously when Dark Bo has appeared, that that's what Hades, it seems that's what he wants. So that's why he killed Aoife and Trick to drive her to that place, to destroy the rest of her family and the world, I guess. That's his endgame. Because wasn't it earlier this week, wasn't it you, Annie, who was asking me about the women in refrigerators thing? Yeah. So I was recounting to Annie the story that, well, one of the stories that is part of that trope, the the killing joke. That was a, a, an Alan Moore Batman story. And I was thinking about it because I told you the story earlier this week. And it's like, it's kind of the same story, right? Where he does something horrible to somebody that this other person loves in order to drive that person crazy. So, mm-hmm. or to prove that they can be evil to you or whatever the thing was. So, so you're, you're speculating that Aoife and Trick may have been fridged? Yes, in this situation, yes. I can if see that's, that. If that's what's going on, which I can't tell anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, Annie, you mentioned the end of the episode where we see Bo seemingly catatonic, very out of it. And that makes me wonder if, even though I do think that Trick is dead dead, like you said, Michael, Michael Grassi said that he's dead dead, I'm wondering if we might not see Trick and or Aoife again if they decide to do a surreal kind of ceremony-like episode where we're inside of Bo's head. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I was kind of wondering where maybe it was just she splashed on it, like there's blood on Bo's chest, and if that meant anything, or if that had significance. Well, I think Trick had his hand, she was holding Trick's hand to her her chest like that, so I think that's- Because at first I was like, oh, is Bo wounded? But I'm like, no, that's Trick's blood. I had that thought too, but I, I think it was supposed to be Trick's blood from when she was holding his hand. Mm-hmm. But he does have that line before he dies that says, you remember, you have my blood too. And I don't know if she's trying to indicate to her that she has some type of power. Some blood she king doesn't, type power. Yeah, if she that she doesn't know about already, or if he's just reminding her, yes, you have this evil man's blood inside of you, but you have my blood inside of you too. And you love me and I am more or less a good person. If incredibly secretive. But incredibly Why secretive. Why are you such a sneaky bastard, Chris? Or I called him Chris. What? Trick. what? That's not very nice. <laughs> I'm not a sneaky bastard. What's, Chris is not a sneaky bastard. What's wrong with you? <laughs> ah, it's so mean. Um, I know. I'm sorry. It's the drinking. I know. But uh, no, I could take that line either way, that there's literally a power that Bo hasn't discovered yet that is some... Like, will the Blood King in her be able to overcome the Dark Queen in her, in bow, you know, that kind of thing, or just, you have my blood in me too, meaning I'm your family too, or something. Yeah, what you were just saying. Right. But I think it's more of a literal thing. I don't know. Maybe it'll, maybe Bo will find out she has another power, but I'll be really interested to see where this Dark Queen thing is going to go. But still, I mean, you know, about Trick, they didn't use him as well as they could have this season. Everything was just, again, the, the criticism I have of this episode is very much like last in terms of they're rushing everything. We're going to put everything, all the drama, all the post-breakup, <laughs> that's a half-cough, half-sob half stuff, 
and put it all in one episode. I mean, you get some really, really good dramatic scenes. I love the scenes between Anna and Rick and Anna and Eric Roberts and Inga Cadranel. I mean, they were all fantastic, but I just wish we'd had more of that kind of thing and more of those issues brought up earlier instead of in two minutes. I agree. I was talking to somebody, I think it was Jess from Those Who Wander, and she was saying, where has Trick been all season? It feels like they didn't know what to do with him. To which I say, why? This season has been all about Bo and discovering more about her biological mm-hmm. family. Trick should have been all over the place. I really do think that this episode would have been more impactful if they'd had just even like a small scene every episode or two with Bo and Trick where they're talking about the big threat posed by Jack or something, right? I mean, they've set it up that it, they could easily do that. Trick has been researching the Pyrrhus and mm-hmm. Hades and all this stuff, theoretically. We've seen him do it a few times over the past couple seasons. Like, why not have more of that? And then to me, this episode might have been more more painful in, in that. In a <laughs> but, good you know, way. Like, yeah, yeah <laughs> in, in the way you want it to be. As opposed to just feeling so rushed. Yeah, they didn't build to it well. Yeah. I think, though, that if they'd had scenes like you suggested, Chris, it would it might have been, at least with the way the writing's been in the past, more of the same with Trick not telling Bo everything. And that would have been frustrating for the audience to see instead of more in-depth stuff and building better to what this episode was. They didn't. Like, I wish they'd used this as an opportunity to have Trick be more truthful with Bo and try to foster a greater relationship. They have that really nice moment in Here Comes the Night where he pushes the oracles away from her and they talk about, you know, we're going to meet the other side of the family. That was a great little moment between the two of them. I wanted more of those between Bo and her biological family that she actually knows since they brought in all these other characters who are supposed to be her bio family too. It just does feel like missed opportunities. Yeah, Yeah. and unfortunately we've been saying that a lot. Especially recently. Again, it's one of those, like, part of it is, like, are you, are we just this upset about it because it is the last batch of episodes, or? No, I think it's, <laughs> it, it, that <laughs> exasperates, exasperates it, whatever. Exacerbates. Exacerbates it, that, you know, that's what made me so upset about the break, the breakup and everything, but that it was close to the end, but also it's just, the writing is just not, there's, like, potential for conflict, potential for conflict, potential for you know, developing storylines that just weren't mined. I did think, however, that in this episode, we did get some really great scenes between Bo and Trek. And I think these are things mm. that we've been wanting to see for a really long time. But again, like last week, it, you know, we just, it, they got so compressed and just in one episode. But I did love that shot where at the end of that first confrontation between Bo and Trick, where Bo leaves and Trick's face, he just crumples and he puts his hand on his face and, that was that was a great bit from Rick. And when he tells her later, I'm sorry, when holding on to the box, and I was just like, that that made me tear up a bit. That was really rough, that conversation between the two of them where mm-hmm. she's leaving and he says, you know, where are you going? And says to find my mother to make sure she she's safe. One of us has to care. And I was like, like oh. oh, yeah. And then when he comes down to the lair later and she's waiting for him and she's like kind of literally in the dark and she says, you kept me in the dark. You know, you're no better than Hades and everything she says to him. It's, it's so hurtful. And, um, 
you know. Oh. But at the same time, not untrue. Exactly, you know? exactly. And that's what I really loved about that scene was that Trick was like, you're right. All these things mm-hmm. you're saying about me are true, yeah. but I'm trying to do my best. Because I think that was some rare, full-on honesty from Trick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although, just as I'm watching the scene, I'm kind of like, if you told her this stuff, yeah. <laughs> like a year ago, or two years ago, or five years ago, we could have avoided so much of this trouble trick. True. Darn it. What did you say? What did you say last week, uh, Chris, about the breakup? You were like, why didn't you talk about this sooner, you beautiful idiots? <laughs> <laughs> I probably did say that. That's how, that does sound did. like me. You were saying it about Bo and Lauren, but it applies here too. It does. <laughs> all gorgeous people, but you just don't talk well. <laughs> you all need how to have a difficult conversations class. It's a book we have in my library. I see it all the time. So what do you think, Chris? I'm about to make a Buffy reference, Annie. Do you, do you think next episode is going to be a, a weight of the world type of thing? <laughs> I was telling Annie about that when we recorded the first impressions. It's like, this is directly from an episode of Buffy. Oh, the catatonic <laughs> This thing. ending? Yeah. 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 I, I will make a Xena reference, I think, next episode. I've seen a few pictures. But yeah, to me, it looks like a Xena, bittersweet type thing. Very fantastical, otherworldly, and weird. How is that bittersweet? <laughs> It's called The Bittersweet, yeah. Oh. Oh, is that the name of the episode? Yes, it's called The Bittersweet, and let's just say it was the Xena musical episode and how they resolve the rift between Xena and Gabrielle. Let's move on and talk about Lauren and Tamsin, Hmm. then. Why are you making that noise? What does that sound? It had mixed feelings for me. I'll explain. Okay. What are your mixed feelings? Go ahead and tell us, Annie. Well, okay, so there was the preview, which I did see of this episode, which was the first scene where Tamsin was adorably showing what to do with the horseshoe, which I thought was adorable. Um, because again, I kept waiting for someone to make a Xena reference. Like she's throwing it like a chakram, but Tamsin referring to Lauren as Bo's emotionally unstable ex. I was like, don't like that line. Yeah. That was, that was not cool. I mean, it's what Tamsin does though. It is what I know, but still it was just, but then, like, my, my feelings about the Tamsin and Lauren interactions this episode would change within the scene because Tamsin would be being herself, being kind of abrasive and just, you know, ugh. and then I'd be like, Tamsin, I really don't like you. And then they'd be kind of getting along. And then I'd be like, oh, okay, that's kind of okay. And then Tamsin told Lauren that she slept with Bo. And I'm like, oh, God. And then... Why, oh, God? I was happy that happened. I was happy. Me too. I, yeah. But then it sounds like Lauren doesn't care about Bo because she's like, I don't care. That's- and I'm like, oh. But you you got <sighs> I me I told through. you before, Annie, that's not, that's not what she said. I know. That's not what she said. I know. Just my emotions were all over the place. But in general, I did like their interactions as a whole, just the friendship part. And I like that they seem to be having this relationship and that Lauren is concerned about Tamsin, you know, from her doctorly point of view. But but then she also says to Tamsin, I can always t- trust you to tell it to me straight, basically. Which is what Tamsin was doing. Yeah, yeah. But still, I have to emphasize, though, I'd like this cop doc as just as friends just as friends not relationship again everybody again oh, nobody, Annie, nobody thought otherwise <laughs> but all the cop doc fans are like oh my god and, you know so they're all going a little ape shit i actually thought we saw some interesting growth from tamsin here because i feel like tamsin even at the beginning of this season wouldn't have hesitated to say to lauren oh Bo and i totally slept together mm-hmm. hint hint she's over you and be kind of a jerk about it 
Totally. It, exactly. Yeah, she wasn't but here a we, jerk about we it. see her feeling guilty, it seems, about the fact that she's interacting with Lauren and she has, she, you know, she thinks she slept with Bo. And yeah, like, I, I feel like we saw some real growth in their relationship. Yes, Tamsin was still being abrasive at times, but Tamsin is abrasive. That's kind of who she is. Yeah. I thought it was nice. I, I really appreciated that because they are actually friends now. And I feel like this is them being friends. And it is a little weird. Yeah. And it's a little awkward, but that's how they are. And I think what's nice too is like we were just talking about, this episode is very much about how everybody is keeping secrets. And Tamsin is not about that at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I kind of appreciate that aspect of Tamsin and, and just her personality that that's not something she likes to do she's just she's gonna tell you like it is yeah (laughs) it's gonna be a little irritating sometimes but at least you know that she's being honest with you i mean it was kind of weird because she didn't want to tell lauren at first when lauren was very awkwardly asking her about her sexual history but then she did. Okay, can I can I ding the show a little bit? That was very sitcom-y. The, have you had a chance to spend some time with her? She asks her roommate. Like, that's a stupid <laughs> I question. <know. laughs> I don't know. Lauren was just being thorough and asking all her usual list of standard medical questions. I don't know. No, no, no. This was before the medical exam. Oh. This is when she's asking Tamsin about how Bo is after the breakup. She's like, have you had time to spend time? You know, but have I mean, you had a chance to spend well, time with her? she's asking. She just broke up. You know, it just, I don't know. I mean, I think she might have been just trying to inquire after Bo, but I think a lot of it too is, I mean, maybe, maybe she thinks that Bo is being, being withdrawn. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. It, it was just very straight out of a sitcom for me. Like, <laughs> but it was, it was fine. And like, Rachel was really funny in she that was. scene. Her yeah, awkwardness what, was hilarious. Yeah. And then, uh, when she's exiting the room, she's like, Lauren's like, come on, let's go look over some more symptoms. And she, Lauren, and Rachel's so funny. She's like, yay. Oh, God. You know, it's like dragged out of the room. But yeah, that was great. And I, I did appreciate that Lauren and Tamsin are having this awkward yet still genuine friendship. It's hard for me to watch a little bit, but still, it it is. They do care about Why? each other because I just it's weird. It's the two exes. It's like it's it was kind of like seeing how Lauren and Dyson eventually became friends. It's not going to be a smooth road. I would rather it be awkward and be genuinely awkward, though. If they mm-hmm. just immediately were like, "We're buddies," that wouldn't that would ring false. Yeah, I know, I know. No, and I'm not saying they they wouldn't be buddies. Nor it's just I, it's growing pains for me. Give me a break, okay? I just I'm still getting over the break. So yeah, I like them as friends. Just I'm not going over into cop doc territory. And Nobody know, thought you Annie. would. I know. But I think what I thought was really interesting in this Lauren Tamsin stuff is. We see Lauren talking to Tamsin about the breakup, which is weird. And it just makes me think, Lauren, why are you talking to Tamsin about this now? Why were you not talking to Bo about this before? I know, <laughs> because it's TV. We have to do it all afterwards with awkward friends. And uh, I don't know. Okay, I, but, I did love- but here's, here's my pitch for why this kind of makes sense. I'm not saying it's, it's a, a good thing or a smart thing, but I think do you think that this is kind of a realistic thing where when there's a difficult subject to broach with someone, sometimes it's easier to talk about it to somebody who's not directly involved in the situation? I've done yeah, that. For sure. Yeah. And but I did love that line when <laughs> Tamsin's like, oh, the high road. Can't you just punch me in the face like a normal person? And Lauren says, when have I ever been normal? And that's just that's so them, you know? I was actually just thinking, <laughs> like, 
But you, she did that in season three. <laughs> That's true. It was a slap, she not slapped a punch. You. But they've gone yeah, beyond. But she that. did slap. You. And and I was glad that somebody asked my that in the interview after the show, my, they asked Michael Grassi about that scene and was Lauren taking the high road or was she really, you know, over Bo? And he confirmed that she was just taking the high road. So I'm like, okay, my fears about Lauren, you know, not loving Bo. It's just, they've calmed Nobody down a little bit. Nobody thought that except still, for you, Annie. <laughs> I know, but I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out. They break them up four, four episodes before the end. And Trick is dead and everything's all squashed in here. And I'm just freaking in out. In the breakup scene, they both re- asserted that they loved each other but they still broke up i don't get it going back to lauren and tamsin (laughs) oh that's what we were talking about i agree with you chris i think we saw this behavior from lauren back in season four where she totally spills all of her guts about karen Beatty to crystal rather than to Bo. so it's definitely something we've seen from lauren before where she's like oh i have a hard thing i need to tell somebody but i'm gonna tell somebody else first but this is this is one of the reasons why i wish that we'd seen conversations between dyson and lauren before this because Mm -hmm. dyson was dealing with i have these feelings for alicia she's a human what does this mean lauren is dealing with basically the same situation and i wish we'd seen conversations between the two of them because then she could talk about it with somebody who wasn't Bo, but could offer her some perspective you know Mm. Also, because we haven't done it in a while, leaps. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to Crystal? I also really liked in the Lauren and Tamsin storyline that I felt like we saw Lauren dealing with the breakup in a very Laurany way. It's like, oh, Tamsin has a problem. I can totally attack this problem. It's true. And maybe I can kind of also talk to her about this awkward breakup thing. But I have, like, a problem, a doctor problem that I can focus on. And it was kind of nice to see Lauren being a doctor for most of this episode. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. Also talk about how her beer is too hoppy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I agree with you, Lauren. I do not like hoppy Me beer. Too. <laughs> I don't drink I actually beer. had that same conversation earlier this week. But anyway. <laughs> Except mine was much, much less scientific. I did like concerned Dr. Lauren. That always makes me happy. Just because it's really sexy. I want Lauren to look at me like that. It's true. She does the slightly furrowed brow thing, which is one of, it's like my favorite Lauren expression, which is like, I'm concerned. I don't have a favorite. They're all my favorites. I have a favorite, but I'm not as as moony-eyed as you are when it comes to Lauren and Zoe Palmer. Stephanie, do you you like the furrowed brow more than the dirtiness? (laughs) The dirtiness? Like- In season four. As in- like, remember oh, she was all good dirty in the dungeon, mm. and you were like, ooh. A lot of people like oh, the dirtiness. Oh, that's a good question. I like the dirtiness. That's not an expression, though. <laughs> that's that's just a state of being. State of being-wise, I prefer a slightly dirty Lauren to a clean Lauren. So you basically want a, wise, a slightly dirty Lauren. Slightly dirty Lauren. With a slightly furred brow. Yeah, there we go. There we go. That'd be my favorite. You guys are making me so <laughs> happy discussing this right now. I love it. <laughs> I know, I'm a horn dog. But back to Lauren and Tamsin in this episode. And I liked it. They were delightful, even though there was awkwardness. I thought there was some really good stuff between the two of them. I find the awkwardness uh, uh, enjoyable. enjoyable. I like it. The, the awkwardness yeah. was outweighed by the, I wouldn't call it delightfulness, but by the friendship for me in this episode. So overall, I, I liked it. We're talking about delightful in the sense, in the context of friendship, Annie. Okay. I don't know if I can bring myself there, but I will. 
Eventually. <laughs> so little bad wolf had mentioned in her message about the scenes between Bo and Lauren feeling flat. And it did seem very weird to me personally that we saw Lauren being concerned about the breakup and talking about it more in this episode. But the interactions that we saw with Bo and Lauren, I didn't really get anything coming from Bo in regards to. Well, she had other stuff on her mind. I know, but I it still felt a little off to me. Did you have thoughts about that, Chris? Uh, not really, but here's the thing. This is maybe TMI, but when I have, like, a big thing going on, I tend to, like, kind of seal it up inside, <laughs> just as a self-preservation kind of thing. So I'm assuming Bo is doing the same thing. Yeah. That's possible. I guess I'm used to Bo being more of a hard on her sleeve type of person, but But I think there's too much else going on right now to Yeah. maybe where she doesn't feel like she can do that. Cuz remember okay. she did that for a second at the end of that episode where she sort of broke down in front of Jack. Mm, yeah. But then maybe like And that turned out badly. Yeah. So, it's not unreasonable to me that she would sort of rein it in, I guess. That's fair. And you felt the same, Annie, that you understood? I, yeah, kind of actually. Didn't react more. I was just happy that Lauren was in this episode and that she hadn't run off and died of Parkinson's and that Bo and Lauren were in a scene, even if they were working together on a larger problem. So that was the only expectation I had. I, I was kind of easy in that respect. I mean, I really do hope they'll talk more and that Bo will open up more, but they kind of have bigger issues right now. So I don't know. Anything about Bo, Lauren, Tamsin before we move on? They're all pretty. <laughs> I want sex between Bo and Lauren. I'll see if that happens. Between all three of them? No, I said Bo and Lauren. <laughs> what? Lauren and Tamsin? <laughs> no, I did not say Tamsin. Yes, you did. You just did. Ha -ha. did not. Tamsin and Bo? What? Shut up. What? Huh? I what? Hate you guys. <laughs> okay. So the storyline between Lauren and Tamsin, where Lauren's trying to figure out why Tamsin is molting. By the way, I love that she used the word molting. What is she? Why it shedding? Lauren, people shed. <laughs> it all led to this revelation about a couple of things. What do we what do, what do we want to talk about first? Which upsetting thing do we want to talk about first? Okay, so we got a voice message from Rebecca, who is Rebecca TBS on Twitter. And uh, I think she is in agreement, but like amplified agreement with Stephanie. This episode made me more than grumpy. I was furious after it, actually. I won't even talk about anything but Tamsin, because that's that's what it all boils down to for me. That's what I keep going back to. I can't even think about this episode, honestly, without just getting so angry. Okay, so the point of this episode, I'm assuming, was to what? Hammer in the fact that Hades is a terrible person, right? I mean, completely awful, terrible, horrible. Okay, like, let's pretend that you haven't been beating, like, as an audience, pretend you haven't been beating that into us since, you know, season two or three. You know, let's also pretend that as an audience, we forgot that uh, Kenzie walks through the Simvat, right? That little thing, like, Kenzie, she's off doing other things. Was that really, was Jack responsible for that? I don't, I don't know. You know, I don't think so. But you know what? Let's, let's look at only this episode, right? What, what happens? Oh, right. He, he leaves her, like, only living family dead with their throat slit for her to find, right? That's horrible. That's terrible. If that wasn't awful enough, that leaves her freaking catatonic. If that wasn't 
terrible enough. On top of that, let's throw in the rape of Tamsin, like, and pregnancy because of that, naturally, of course. How is that necessary? You had to hammer in the fact that he's so disgusting. And I, I'm so furious about it because not only is the disgusting sexual assault of women, like, just a thing we want to show male power, but no, like, Oh my god, the show deals with it so terribly. And they called back to it in this episode with Aoife and Dyson. Like, what do they call it? Like, oh, when I seduced you? Like, that's not even, like, what? And, and this, I guarantee you, they're not going to address it as rapes. They're not going to, Tamsin throwing up when she finds out? That, that, that was me, because that's just so disgusting. And I'm ashamed of A, the, the writing choice. Like, I don't even know. Oh my god, it makes me so angry. The show just, their attempt at doing dark, really bothers me. I want to say a big thank you to folks who sent us voice messages this week. We always loved getting voice messages, but this week in particular, I really appreciated having other people's voices to chime into this very serious discussion. And thank you for saving me from having to do some ranting myself. So I really appreciate it. And I, I really want to point out what Rebecca said in regards to using this sexual assault of Tamsin in order to prove how bad Jack is. Yeah, I feel like Tamsin is being used doubly through the sexual assault and through the freaking mystical pregnancy in order to augment the characterization of a male character. And it's very frustrating for me. Frustrating and infuriating. So I guess let's talk about this whole sexual assault. We talked about a little bit in the live stream for last week's episode, but I ended up taking it out of the final episode because it wasn't entirely clear by the end of Judgment Fay, what had happened, but we clearly are told in this episode that that was not, in fact, Bo that Tamsin slept with. That was, in fact, Jack. Ew, 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 ew. And a few more ewes. And an ug. Yeah, I just, that whole, I mean, I have to say, though, I mean, it was an effective shot out when they found out the revelation that Bo was impersonating Jack and the camera just Jack stays was on impersonating Bo. Or Jack was impersonating Bo, sorry. And then the camera just stays on Tamsin, you know, as Bo says, okay, let's go. And you see that whole transformation of the realization of what has happened on Tamsin's face, that Rachel was excellent in those scenes. But then when she says, well, the other night, you and I, and Tamsin throws up, which is an appropriate re reaction. I just was sitting there and I was like almost in tears going, oh no, oh God, poor Tamsin. I just, I felt so horrible. And, you know, again, we had suspected that it was Jack impersonating Bo, but, you know, to see Tamsin realize it and everybody's so shocked and to see her react the way a, you know, a victim of sexual violence would react to say, Bo says, do you want to talk about it? And she says, please don't touch me. And I'm like, oh, God, show. Just frack. I mean, it's just ew. And ew. And, and then the what the F at the end with the, I mean, it's bad enough you have one, but then you have the mystical pregnancy. Why? Why did they do this three episodes from the end? It's just, it, it's effed up. That's my big issue, too. Is like, where the hell are they going with this? Why do this? I don't Why understand. Why torture the character more? What? It's just so wrong. I'm trying to figure out where to begin because I just, I feel like I have so many mostly angry things that I want to say about this and I don't, I don't entirely know where to start. Like, first, okay, let's start first of all with the fact that this situation where Bo impersonates, excuse me, where Jack impersonates Bo is 
basically the same situation that we saw back in Like Hell Part 2, where Lauren has this, like, ghostly encounter with something she thought was Bo. And back in that episode, they kind of laughed it off, you know? Bo says something about, like, I can't believe you had ghost sex, and they kind of laugh about it and move on. The exact same thing essentially happens to Tamsin, and they, they treat it legitimately like a sexual assault. And I just am all the more baffled as to what the hell happened back in Like Hell Part 2. So that was the first thing that really came to mind. And I mean, I get that they're doing a thing because it's Greek mythology, and this is a thing that happened a lot in Greek mythology, but it was yeah. worth there too. Exactly. But I just, I'm having some sort of clash in my mind, and I can't come up with the phrase for that right now. Cognitive dissonance. I'm having a little bit of cognitive dissonance because the way Lost Girl is and has always been, I mean, it's framed itself as this very sex-positive show. It's true. And so to be taking things in this direction makes no sense to me. I just don't get what they're going for here. They're they're really muddying the waters of that for me. I would say more than muddying the waters. Yeah, it's terrible. I mean, it's it's just not... It was well, because really... they've always been sort of playing with the consent issues we talked about that true, before true. in, in yeah. a number of episodes that we've done before but things get really i just they they kind of threw all that out the window and just went straight for flat out deception again hearkening back to greek mythology but but why but why yeah. i don't understand ultimately at this point i don't understand why they've gone this greek mythology route this season period right. And so to try to use that potentially as an excuse for the storyline makes me all the more, uh, why? I just don't understand why they had to go so gross and again, it, with the storyline. It goes line. against the nature of the, show, of the show as the show had been envisioned, I guess, right? Mm -hmm. It's yeah. definitely not sex positive, And it's just, yeah, it's not something, I don't know, it's just not something you should, it's a very, it's just a very twisted way to mind drama. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It feels very disrespectful. That's the word I was looking for. For yeah, it feels very disrespectful to Tamsin and, and the audience. And, and, yeah, and just sort of the way that female characters have historically been treated on this show. I am very, very disappointed in this revelation. We also had, speaking of of sexual assault, we also had a reference to the encounter between Dyson and Aoife back in Dismembers Only, which I think most audience members interpret as a sexual assault. But the show has never really treated it that way. And they brought it up again here. And I'm just completely confused as to why. Was this some bad attempt at acknowledging that that was a sexual assault? Because Bo and Dyson's faces are certainly very stony when Aoife makes that reference, but they don't say anything about mm -hmm. it. It was just a weird line. I didn't understand its inclusion at all. Are they trying to remind the audience that something like this has happened before, so don't be mad at us for doing it now? Again? Oh, that's uh, terrible. Because wow. if that's the thing they're trying to go for, it's not working on me. Not it's just making me, me matter. Yeah. Melanie Killingsworth's only idea was, I think they were trying to remind the audience of who Aoife was in case they were... But it, but it's like, at this point, you have hardcore fans watching. It's it's doubtful. You have a lot of new people watching. I, I just don't understand the, why they included that line, unless they wanted to remind the audience that, hey, both Bo's parents are rapists. Remember? Like, I just don't understand why they included that. It was, oh, it was just awful. <sighs> I think I'm more disappointed about the show going this route with a character 
despite my docubus love, yeah, with a character that I've really grown to love as Tamsin and how Rachel interprets her, but that they've gone this route again as a sex positive show, then yes, the break is the breakup is drama and everything, but this is something that is potentially so damaging to people who are watching it. We don't need more of this crap out in the show that we love and, you know, out in the world. And for what reason? It makes no sense. I really don't get where this is going. I mean, hopefully they're going somewhere with it, but Mm. it still isn't going to forgive this. Yeah. No. Even if they do the best ever with this material, I I still won't think that this was a good idea. Right. And I don't know why... The right, the writers chose to go this direction. Why they thought it was a good idea to, or to include it in the first place? Well, I guess that's what I'm trying to get at. Is I just my my issue with a lot of the stuff that's been happening this season is just kind of I don't understand where it's coming from or why they're going there. You know what I mean? I yeah. feel like there's no overarching narrative reason to a lot of the stuff. So I just. I'm getting frustrated, increasingly frustrated with a lot of this. And that's what makes me just so disappointed about the show in general. Again, it being the last season that the narrative structure has been so disjointed and that they've put in things like this at the end. And what happened to the parts of the show that I love? There's still some great scenes and there's great acting, but there's just stuff like this that just makes me go, what the hell? Yeah, because why? Why would you do that? Why would you do that to a loyal audience? Why would you do that to the characters? It's just, it makes no sense. Because this sexual assault also has led to a freaking mystical pregnancy, which just, I, there, this trope is just so offensive to me. I can't even begin. It treats pregnancy like this horrible, scary, terrible thing that nobody should ever do, you know, and it just it uses women and female characters' bodies just as a vehicle to create drama. And I just think it's really disrespectful to female characters. That is my personal opinion on it. You know, if you don't agree with it, that's okay. But for me personally, this is just a deeply offensive trope. And I see that same Jay is pointing out, do we know for sure that it's Hades' baby? There's a lot of theories and out And that's there. what Little Bad Wolf mentioned in in her voice message, too. Exactly. And this is true. It may not be. They might turn around and, and tell us that it's somebody else's. Because also going back to what little Bad Wolf said, we see Lauren give Tamsin the sonogram at the end of the episode. And you can't – you're not really supposed to detect a baby's heartbeat until I believe it's four weeks after conception. I don't think four weeks should have passed. However, it's a mystical pregnancy. They can kind of do whatever the heck yeah. they want. They did say the other day when referring to – Exactly, which say like a couple days, a week at most, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And I'm thinking, oh, God, please don't be Hades, baby. I mean, this mystical pregnancies, they've gone back again. I refer to the one in Xena where it was such a, um, you know, it was offensive then, too, of course. But Gabrielle gets, you know, people were going, was it really rape because it was a special effect? Like raped by some fire god over an altar, but then she ends up with a mystical pregnancy and has a baby within like three days, and it ends up being this evil demon hellspawn child that kills Zena's son. Of course. And of course, it's like, oh, all pregnancies. This implies, as you were saying, Stephanie, that all pregnancies have to be this evil demon hellfire kind of thing spawning out of a woman's body, and it's as you say, yeah, it's very offensive, and it's just not what I think we should. This kind of shit should it be on television. I mean, it is a big fantasy trope, though. It is. It is. It's. I was really hoping, though, that Lost Girl would... Avoid it. If they did go here, I was hoping they wouldn't. 
But if they did go here, my big hope was that they might take a positive spin on it. Because the big thing about mystical pregnancies is they are always unwanted and they are forced upon Mm -hmm. a woman. I was hoping that maybe Lost Girl, if they were going to do do the fanfic version. And come up with docu-baby. Yeah, or or Valkybaby. No. I'm, I'm sorry, Annie. No, but you, I know you, what you mean. <laughs> or Wolf, Valky, Valky, Wolf, baby. Yeah. Wolfery. Use it as a vehicle on this very queer positive show uh, to allow like two female characters to have a child together. Yeah. Like I was hoping if they were going to do a mystical pregnancy, they'd do a more positive spin on it where it'd be wanted and all of and, that and stuff. And it could be. But no. It could be. Is a potential it could be, but I don't think it is. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess who else do we know that Tamsin has slept with recently? I guess I'm, both. I'm only vaguely it- hopeful that it could be a, a Dyson Tamsin baby. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Oh, that would that would make me happy. But when's the last time they slept together? We don't he's, know. he's been we, with yeah. Alicia. Because time is wonky. So who knows when it was like, because uh, towards the end of season four, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How long ago was that? Who knows? Yeah, it's true. Jay Tamsin did sleep with a guy. I forget his oh, name. Oh, yeah, that's right. The guy that Bo also slept with back in the mm-hmm. first half mm-hmm. of the season. I don't think they would go some stranger route, though. I feel like it would probably be somebody, a character that we knew. I mean, unfortunately, I think they're implying that it's Hades, baby. I, I do have to, again, give oh, sure it. they're trying to. And if, again, if it's that route, I'm just like, what? What are they going to do? What, what? Tamsin's going to have a papaya horse, baby, and they're all going to raise a centaur? What the fuck? How is that for an ending of a series? I don't understand. But I, I do have to give credit to Rachel in that shot where the camera pushes in on her and she realizes that it's a baby and the incredible flood of emotions like she's happy yet disgusted yet horrified it just you know again rachel did a great job in that in that scene but still i was just shaking my head as i was watching it like almost in tears going oh god please no not the mystical pregnancy and of course looking back you have all the hints where tamsin was saying oh i've been so hungry ever since i doubted freya and all this you know that she's been saying through the something about with no legacy or that's not the word she used but there's dying with no legacy it's not a big deal yeah but that is i guess a clue maybe because she said she's been so hungry since doubting Mm -hmm. freya and that was not last week that was a couple weeks ago true that's true but eh, we'll see it may not be hades baby but they're really pointing out that they were trying to make us think, at least, that it was right. Hades. So, but as, as people have pointed out too, like that fetus is too old for. Well, I mean, you were just saying that, but but then we don't know what fey gestational periods are. So I don't know. Mystical pregnancy, they can do whatever exactly. they want. You know, my, mystical pregnancies, they often will have women pump out that baby in like two weeks or three, three days, days or well, thirty six hours fit in an episode. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Forty five minutes to have exactly. a pregnancy, unfortunately. Or forty four minutes. But I mean beyond of whose ever baby we find out it is, you still have the assault, which is really just ugh. Right. You know, right. and it's just everything is just so ugh about that. I'm like, why? That's the big <sighs> thing. I don't I don't know why they felt that was necessary. It's like, I don't want to hate you, show, but, but this aspect, I really do hate it. I'm never going to like this choice. I'm, I'm, well, I shouldn't say that. It's very, very, very unlikely I will like this choice. Boo with mystical pregnancies. Mm-hmm. However, Annie, I did think of the idea that be- because they, they were showing that Tamsin was molting, which she said was a sign that she was about to expire, which we'd seen in season mm-hmm. three. Are they hinting that Tamsin is going to die? In which case, is Tamsin's baby going to maybe bring Bo and Lauren back I, together? That was where my brain I went because of thought, you. Yes. 
<laughs> and then a, a friend of mine, she goes, well, what if, what if Tamsin dies giving birth to the baby? And I'm like, great. Thanks for making me more depressed. I mean, I don't want Tamsin to die. And it's like, they're, they're, they're giving all these. Effing mystical pregnancies. <sighs> they drive me crazy. Yeah. <sighs> and on this note, shall we play Melina's voicemail? Let's do that. I don't need to write about family portrait in the time a lot of give it to me because I don't understand. Like, why rape Tamsin? Because let's get, let's be real. That's what it was. Tamsin was raped and she was pregnant via rape. And I don't see how that is at all a satisfactory place for her character to go. I don't understand why it was necessary. And I also don't understand why with three episodes left in a season finale, series finale, you choose to, to, to do that. It just, it was disgusting and horrible and like, Every terrible word in the dictionary. And I think the big thing that's been kind of bugging me is that I have yet to be satisfied by this ancient plot. I think the whole Hades thing has been very, like, played out just because it's like every single Hades stereotype from every single Greek mythology movie ever. Like, there's nothing really great about it. Like, except the acting. The acting has been great. But even with the whole gender-bending Zeus thing, it's like, well, Zeus is still a male. It just depends on whatever body he's in. So even that thing that I thought was really cool, like, oh, they want to make Zeus a woman. And it's like, no, this is a guy, but whoever body he's in, that that decides the gender, which is okay, I guess. But just I'm, I've been waiting for so long for this conclusion to, like, dad bow and all the mythology stuff to have, like, a really interesting conclusion. And with the choices that they've made for a while, I'm just like, whatever this is going to be, it has to be amazing. And Lately, I think that finales have been Lost Girls' weakness. Like, they've never really had a really, really strong finale, except maybe once or twice. And with rape, you really want to believe that there's going to be something good coming out of it. But really, what good could there be to justify what they've done? So I'm just very frustrated, very sad, and it's just like I... We talked about consent on Lost Girls before. It's always been pretty dubious, but I think this kind of, like, crossed the line. I was kind of like, okay... What are you trying to say here and what's going to come out of it? So we'll see. What are you trying to say here and what's going to come out exactly. of it? Exactly. Because that's my big thing is that, and this is, again, a, a, something that always happens with mystical pregnancy storylines, is there's no time given to any sort of fallout for going through this terribly traumatic experience. They have three episodes. And a ton of stuff to wrap up. Exactly. Yeah. How are they going to do any justice to whatever emotions Tamsin might be going through after having been sexually assaulted and presumably impregnated by her rapist? There's just no way they're going to do that. And the fact that it's Bo's dad, presumably, which makes it even more awkward for Bo and more awkward for everybody and horrible. I mean, beyond awkward. It's just really disappointed with uh, the message or whatever the show is trying to bring across with these aspects of that episode. I just don't understand. I don't either. I, I, I do not understand at all. But I'm, I continue to be worried about Tamsin. We were talking, if you listen to our episode in which we were speculating about what might happen in season 5B, we talked a little bit about character deaths, and Chris speculated about mm-hmm. Trick. Way to go, Chris. <laughs> I'm <Damn it>. sorry. <laughs> I don't know. Right. I just it, it seemed the most likely of, of the options... You know, I, I think I started saying that in season four when they started having these revelations about how he'd done these evil things. I, I mm-hmm. kept waiting for something to happen, either Trick B declared a, a villain or perhaps he'd have to face some sort of comeuppance for that. So I guess 
we have, except they really kind of only half addressed that stuff. So I don't know. But you had speculated about Trick. I had also speculated about Tamsin because of all of the, this is her last lifetime. Right. They're emphasizing talk. it again. Yeah. Yeah. And they're indicating that she's going through molting, as Lauren would say, behavior, which indicates she might expire soon. I'm hoping that is not the case for Tamsin. I would like to keep the body count down, but we shall see. I, I've kind of half given up on guessing yeah. what's going to happen. Yeah. Because I just don't have a damn idea. Not a damn clue. Yeah, Jay. <laughs> At this rate, I bet Tamsin will have the baby in the next episode, and the baby will be an adult <laughs> two weeks from now. Yeah. That is often it's what they true. do. It's true. Because they don't actually want to have children on shows, but they like knocking women up. <sighs> showrunners, male showrunners, because you all seem to be male. Keep your hands off of your female characters' uteruses. Stop putting things in there that they don't want. <laughs> If they want them, that's good. If not, keep the F away. Yes. Ugh. We need we need a thing that's like, just say no to mystical pregnancies. <laughs> just that say no. That should be no. the next bumper sticker on our Drinks at the Doll store. We should say, though, I, I, we should acknowledge that the show has done a mystical pregnancy before, back in Caged Faye. But this was, this was our first main character, so it hits closer to home. Plus, we weren't podcasting then. I would have ranted back then if I had had the chance. She ranted to me after the fact. <laughs> so, yeah, yes. True. So moving into stray thoughts, and I guess sticking momentarily with the question of why did they go so gross with this episode? Why did they include that really awkward moment where Estelle kisses Bo and then gropes her? What was well, the point the of that? Well, the thing is, is that I, I haven't watched all the enhanced episodes, but the notes were saying at that point, is this alluding to her future with Lauren? I'm all, thanks, enhanced notes. You're making me even more depressed. So I don't know. Hmm. Didn't even cross my mind. Yeah, it didn't cross my nope. mind. Well, it kind of did a little bit because a lot of people were speculating if that was Lauren because photos of that scene were posted online beforehand. So we were all freaking out. But you think everything's about Lauren. I do. <laughs> but no, I was just kind of like, oh, oh, Bo overshot the, the tingly touch. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know if the point there was maybe to draw a comparison between Bo and Aoife. Again, mm, more know. clearly in one episode, even though we know, we know, uh, because we see her using her succubus abilities, but not taking advantage of Estelle. And then later on, Aoife just totally chows down on some woman. Yeah, with the creepy, wide-eyed, blue eyes. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know if maybe that's what they were going for, but either way, it just was weird. I was like, why? Why did they mm, include this? It, it didn't bother me that much, to be perfectly it, it honest. It didn't, yeah, but it was just, I don't know. It bothered me a lot less than, I mean, didn't really think, I didn't really think about it. But yeah, I mean, I really Compared wasn't. to other stuff in this I just episode, wasn't bothered by it. Yeah, yeah. I was a little Found amused. But vaguely so much, amusing, to be perfectly honest. It's not honest. so much that I was bothered, but I was just kind of like, um, why? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, don't I, just, know. I, could, I, th I think I was an Anna Silk's head. It's like, okay, I'm going to go get groped by an elderly woman today. This is my job. I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know. But I, I often think about that. I'm like, and Anna Silk's <laughs> like, oh, going to make out with another Canadian actor. Yep. Halfway <laughs> to all of them. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with elderly people getting some. Great. Good on them. But it just, it, I don't know. It just struck me as odd and made me wonder, okay, why did they include this? This is kind of strange. I mean, as you say, I think the, the closest thing I can come up with, or the best explanation is because, yeah, Bo is just kind of like, oh, no thanks. Sorry. Too much. As opposed to Eva and, you know, no such thing as too much. 
my nitpick about that scene was that, oh, if she hadn't spoken in like 200 or 300 years, wouldn't her voice be a little more gravelly? But yeah, no, but she's Faye. That's they can true. Do that's true. Want. It's Faye. Faye don't <laughs> and, get and wedgies. Touch, and apparently so. they have really good vocal cords. And I know you said that it depressed you, Annie, but if they do use this encounter between Bo and Estelle as some sort of window into Bo and Lauren's future together, you know, maybe they revisit the conversation that Bo and Lauren had during their breakup with Bo having perhaps more understanding for Lauren's perspective on their future. I think that could be interesting. And I would understand like, oh, yeah. that's why that was there. But in the context yeah. of this episode, I just thought, why? Why is this here? I don't understand. Because they could. They had 30 seconds to fill. <laughs> Let's why not some groping, you know? <laughs> That's my philosophy about most things, you know? And then Annie says, wrong people groping! I know, I just want some docubus processing, which leads back to a makeup and then kissing and then sex. I would have rather That's had why that she wanted to be Lauren for the groping. Exactly. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> But there was lots and lots of family talk in this episode, again, with Bo seemingly caught between her bio family and her found family. We had both. I only remember Dyson and Tamsin, but maybe Lauren made reference to as well of, you know, we're your real family. I also want to mention, I'm going to probably, I don't know if I'll do a separate episode about it or if I'll just wait until we do a, a season five wrap up. But I wanted to mention that this episode made me reflect upon all of the elevators this season and I have thoughts, but I will share them with you later because this this episode's running long. So I'll like, share them with you later. That's a lot of notes about elevators. <laughs> they just wanted dramatic framing for you know the uh, they do have the nice sliding doors and for you know the still shots as well. Shut up, Annie. I have thoughts. <laughs> Yikes! Dramatic <Jeez>. framing. <laughs> okay, so so then there's also Bo saying the line "Stay together." No one travels alone. Bo says <laughs> as, as she, she leaves, leaves by herself. By herself, as she leaves alone. <laughs> Never mind that Jack can impersonate you. I know, right? Jeez. Come on, Bo. Uh, Get it together. And then, of course, later, later, she calls Dyson, who shows up by himself. Nobody listens to anybody. Jeez. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Nope. Well, and, you know, Tamsin was supposed to hang out at the clinic in case Jack came back, and she and Lauren just, like, left to go have drinks, you know? (laughs) Like, they completely forgot their assignment. Yeah, that's true. Show. Mm. They needed to show Lauren or Tamsin somebody getting a text message from Bo saying, like, found Jack at the apartment. Mm. Well, they did refer to a text message, but yeah. They do? Well, Lauren asks Tamsin if Bo has texted, so. Yeah. It's possible that she texted earlier, and that's (laughs) prompting her to ask if she has texted again. I don't know. But that's too much work that we have to do. They should should make that stuff clear. (sighs) But on rewatch, I was like, wait, Tamsin, weren't you supposed to hang around here in case Jack came back? (laughs) Look, if I was going to hang around for Jack (laughs) or go to a bar and have drinks with Lauren, I would go to a bar and have drinks with Lauren. Or they were going to have that scene, but then they cut it to make room for groping. Yeah, there we go. Laura left a comment on our website saying, One thing that made me happy in such a dark episode was the musical scoring slash source music. Boy, Beethoven's seventh second movement already had a dirge-like quality, but now that tableau of Trick and Aoife creepily staged for Bo will be forever branded in my memory when I hear that symphony. The use of classical source music throughout lent an operatic quality to the scenes with Hades and with his handiwork, which I think was fitting for the gravitas of the scenes. The use of classical music also made the -the over-the-top plot and scene elements work for me a bit more. Bravo to the music editor. 
Yeah, I really agree on that point. Yeah, I'm like, should I download the Beethoven piece just to depress myself, add it to my Lost Girl playlist? But again, I cannot emphasize how much I love Benjamin Pinkerton's score, which we've heard the same pieces used over, like uh, when Bo was talking to Aoife and Jack, that it was it's been used earlier in a scene between Bo and Kenzie. And I just I so wish the score was available. We're never going to get it, but oh, I, I loved how it was used in this episode. Big fan of TV scores. And I like that they introduce the classical music with the family dinner mm-hmm. scene where he puts on Bach for Aoife, and then later on we had the Beethoven piece. So I, I agree. I think the classical music was well used here. Yeah. I like, the, I like the Sir Mix a lot line, though. That was funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Awkward, yeah. but amusing. Far from the most awkward thing in this episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Indeed. Well, thank you so much to people who sent in their feedback for this episode. You can tell us your thoughts about Family Portrait over on our website, drinksofthedoll.com slash 119. We'll take you to the show notes for this episode. You can also send us an email to feedback at drinksofthedoll.com. You can call our listener voicemail line at 972 972- Five one four seven two two three, or you can record a voice memo with your smartphone and email it to us. Drinks at the Doll is part of the Ask Genre TV family of podcasts. Find our other podcasts about Orphan Black and Killjoys at askgenretv.com. And I am so glad you could join us for Drinks at the Doll. My name is Stephanie. Just say no to mystical pregnancies. My name is Annie. Agreed. My name is Chris. Thank you so much for listening. Cheers. Cheers.